Welcome to the Consistency Corner Podcast, where we delve deep into the heart of content strategy, branding, and the art of simplifying your marketing approach. I'm your host, Ruthie Starrett, a Midwest native now soaking up the Florida sun and a proud mom of an energetic eight-year-old and the passionate force behind the Consistency Corner. Each episode will bring you actionable insights, unfiltered conversations on life as a mompreneur, and tips to elevate your brand with consistency. Whether you're a budding business owner or someone just eager to find clarity in the digital marketing maze, you found your corner. Join me as we navigate a path to success you can be consistent with and together bring out the brand sparkle so that you can make an impact and an income. Hey there, before we dive into today's episode, I've got something sparkly for you. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the constant need to post and engage on Instagram? Do you ever wish that you could just like step away from the daily grind and still leave a lasting impression? Or maybe you haven't been posting and you're letting that guilt weigh on you because you know, as a business owner, you can do better with your presence on social media. Well, then the done for you nine grid is a way to make your dream become a reality. What you'll get is a custom tailored Instagram strategy, beautifully designed squares, captivating captions, and the peace of mind knowing your profile tells your brand story perfectly. Whether you're preparing for a busy season or you just want to focus on other areas of your business, let me help you shine on Instagram without the hassle and overwhelm. Sound too good to be true? It's not. If you want in, grab the link in the show notes to learn more about the Done For You 9 Grid and fill out an application to book a call for your very own custom 9 Grid. All right, now let's get to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 57 of the Consistency Corner Podcast. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different in that we are not going to have a guest today. Uh, when I first launched the podcast back in the summer of 2021, I did several solo episodes while I figured out how to use the recording equipment and how to edit. And it was a lot of fun, but I knew eventually I wanted to have guests on. And quite honestly, one of my favorite parts of podcasting is the amazing business owners and other podcasters or just other service providers and people that I've been able to connect with and interview here on the podcast and bring those conversations to you. So we've had a lot of guest episodes, but we are going to change things up a little bit and do a solo episode today where I am going to talk to you about intentional business goals and why it's so important to set our business goals with intention and how that ultimately guides your marketing strategy and why it's important to have intentional business goals defined in order to have an effective marketing strategy. So when we think about the consistency corner marketing method, just kind of a high level overview of this method that I have created, it starts with your branding. And we've done a lot of episodes on your branding. If you go back to some of the early episodes about building your brand guide, there are some great tips for you there. But once you've established the starting point that is your brand. The end point is our business goals. And then the marketing plan and the content plan or the marketing activations, whether that's email marketing, social media marketing, paid search, flyers, whatever it may be, those marketing activations and those that content plan, that's the bridge between your brand and your business goals. But if we haven't clearly defined our business goals, We can't build as solid and and effective of a bridge. It would be like if we were going to build a bridge over Tampa Bay 
and we didn't know where we wanted the bridge to end and we just started putting things out there. Well, that's not efficient because maybe we're building a bridge to an end point that's farther away. Maybe we bought too much material for something that we really can, it, we could make it a shorter bridge because the, the end goal is right then and there. So establishing that end goal and having a target to go after is really, really important in maximizing our efficiency. Now you might say, well, the end goal is sales and to grow my business. Okay. I hear you. I 100% agree that sales is a goal. But, and I remember having this conversation with my management team when I was in retail management, at the end of the day that we cannot coach to or affect a number. So if our goal is sales, let's say it's 500 um, orders in a month. Let's just make up a number. Our goal is 500 orders. Okay, well, we're not going to rally our troops or sit down to create a marketing plan or coach our sales team to say, okay, that's it. We need 500 orders. We have to work backwards. And so that's what I want to talk about today is the sales equation and how we can work backwards in the sales equation to set benchmarks and then set marketing goals to move the needle on those different benchmarks and how they impact the sales equation. So let's dive in. The first step in talking about all of this, like I said, is the sales equation. So if we work backwards and we say, what are the two things that impact how much sales we do, how much dollars in revenue we do? The two things that impact how much dollars in revenue we do is the number of transactions and the average order value or the average transaction value. So if I have 100 transactions and my average order value is 10, so $10, I have, you know, $10 is my average order value. I have 100 transactions. I'm going to have $1,000 in sales. So what if we said, okay, well, that's great. Those $1,000 in sales are fantastic, but my goal is actually $2,000 in sales. So how can we get to that 2,000? Well, we can either have more transactions. We could have 200 transactions instead of 100 transactions at that same average order value of $10, or we could raise our average order value. And instead of having 200 transactions, we could stick with our 100 transactions, meaning we don't need any more people, but those people are having an average order value that's higher. So $20 average order value times your 100 transactions is going to give you that $2,000 goal. This is a podcast, so unfortunately I can't give you guys a visual, but um, if you're kind of working backwards. So those two things, average order value and transactions, they're pointing, they're creating um, an endpoint to get to your sales. So how do we impact those two things? Again, we're talking about working backwards. So if we want to increase our average order value, there's two ways to do that. The first way is to have more units per transaction. So if your customer typically buys one thing, the average um, you know transaction has one one thing in it. They buy one course, or they buy one bracelet, or they buy one cupcake. I don't know, whatever you sell, and then you figure out a way to have more units per transaction. Maybe you run a promotion that's buy one, get one half off. So you're going to sell more units. Maybe you have an upsell in your cart that says, you know, 50% of customers who bought this also love this. Let me show you another option to go with that. Or you could bundle things or 
you introduce another um, service if you're a service provider. And so then instead of just buying the service package of maybe a coaching session with you, they have a coaching session and they add on a week's worth of um, email or uh, direct message access to you. So now they're buying two units, which those additional units are going to make our average order value higher. Now, the other way that you can impact your average order value and besides just units per transaction, is your average unit retail. Now, this is the cost per item. So I'm going to give you a retail example from when I worked in um, Victoria's Secret, and we could sell you know, $20 bras or we could sell $50 bras. Now, we had both. So from a salesperson perspective or even from a merchandising perspective, I want to make sure that the units with a higher retail – are merchandised in a way that the customer sees those first, that they come to them first. This is why typically in a retail store, the sale rack is towards the back of the store because those sale items have a lower average unit retail. And so the business has to work that much harder to sell more things if it's that average unit retail is lower. So they want you to buy things that are a higher average unit retail. So again, if we're impacting our average order value, you can impact that by the number of units somebody buys or you can impact that by the average cost per item. And that's how you impact your average order value. Now, the other thing that we talked about back in the beginning that impacts your sales, in addition to your average order value, is your number of transactions. And this is where the funnel really comes into play. And so we'll talk about this. So if you need more sales, you need more transactions. Well, how do you get more transactions? There's two ways to do that. The first is more traffic which this is where we're talking top of funnel. You need more people to walk in your door. You need more people to get to your website. You need more people to know who you are. So you need more traffic. Now, if we're talking about digital marketing, you can find that through awareness marketing, hashtags. You can find that through, you know, content being shared. You can find that through paid search or paid social media where you're literally like buying traffic. I heard a great analogy on a podcast once that said digital marketing, you go to, you want more traffic, you go buy it at the traffic store. The traffic store is Google and or Facebook. This is not a podcast about paid ads. So we're not going to talk about that in too much detail right now. But if you need more transactions, one way to influence the number of transactions you have is to get more traffic, again, either to your website or to your your physical business um, if you have a brick-and-mortar location. And then the other thing that impacts the number of of transactions is your conversion rate. Now, your conversion rate is a percentage of your traffic. Let me see if I can say this without a piece of paper (laughs) and explaining it to you guys visually. But it's your transactions divided by your traffic. So if I have one transaction, I'm going to make this a super simple math. I have one transaction and I had 10 people walk into my building. My conversion rate is 10%. Now, what if I had no more people walk in the building, but I converted at a 30% conversion rate, which would mean for those 10 people that walked into my business, three of them, so three out of 10, 30%, made a purchase. So we are going to pull different levers to raise our conversion rate versus driving more traffic. 
So traffic is driven by, you know, getting people to walk in your door, awareness marketing, um, sometimes retargeting, but basically the intent of traffic is just to get people to walk in. Conversion rate is all about sales and or promotional strategies or um, understanding people's motivation to, again, convert them to be buyers. And this is where we, when we're talking about the funnel, we're moving down the funnel. We've, we've nurtured people with value-add um, content. We've created relationships with them so that they trust us. And then when they're ready to convert, meaning they're ready to buy, they're moving down further down that funnel, you know, maybe we're offering a promotion or maybe there's a limited time offer that gets them to convert. Or maybe it's just you've got the right offer at the right time in front of the right person and they're ready to buy. You know, when it comes to an online business, there's a lot of things that impact conversion and they can be as nuanced as how easy is your checkout. They can be the load time um, of your page. It can be things like your pricing. You know, maybe your pricing is too high and so they don't convert because they're going to go to a competitor that has lower pricing. This is, again, not a podcast on the psychology of pricing. We could do a whole nother episode on that. But these are all little things to consider. And the important part of understanding your both conversion rate and your traffic is knowing what your benchmarks are. And I'll share this story about um, a brick and mortar business or retail business is that when I managed a $1 million store, our conversion rate averaged around 35%, sometimes even 40%. So 40% of the customers who would walk in the door would make a purchase. Now, as I changed stores and went into much higher volume stores, the traffic got significantly higher, but the conversion rate actually got lower. So as more and more and more people walked into the store, it was more difficult to convert those people at the same rate. Now, in a $40 million retail store, we were very, it was very unlikely that we were ever going to hit that 35 or 40% conversion rate. It averaged more like 25%, sometimes even 20%. But knowing those averages and those baselines allowed us to be able to say, okay, if we typically convert at a 20%, what would happen if we could raise that to a 21% or a 22%, which again, might look like just one more transaction per hour or two more transactions per hour. So we could break down those goals and then talk about the behaviors or the strategies that our sales team could use to impact conversion. And you can do the same thing with your marketing. You can look at things like, what's the language that I'm using? And is it connecting with my customer in a way that you know motivates them to convert? Am I offering special bonuses or time-bound um, promotions to create a sense of urgency? So if they're on the fence, it encourages that conversion. So ultimately, we can impact our sales by knowing what strategies we want to employ to drive either awareness, nurturing our audience, or converting our audience. And then again, to know with our pricing and our offers and our product assortment, our average unit retail, our units per transaction, and whether or not people buy multiple items or not. So all of these things are impacted by different levers and different strategies. So when you sit down and think about your marketing plan for the quarter, for the month, for the year even, 
you want to think about what are my baselines for not only sales, but what are my baselines for average order value? What are my baselines for number of transactions? What's my baseline for traffic? What's my conversion rate? What's my average unit retail? And what are my units per transaction? And then we can get really strategic and think about what strategies we want to employ from either you know our content strategy, the marketing activations that we use, or a promotional strategy that could potentially influence any of those things. So I hope that was helpful for you guys in thinking about business goals. And if you are a business owner, I think this is something that is really a powerful exercise to do with your team. If you have a team to work through what these baselines are around traffic, around your conversion rate, around your average order value and your, your UBTs and, and your AUR so that as a team, you're all on the same page, and then you can really get creative and brainstorm together on ways you could influence those four drivers and think about, again, with traffic and conversion, how you're going to be creating content that influences either top of funnel, middle of funnel, or bottle of funnel. Those are all things that you need to know to keep the momentum going in your business. And sometimes if you're early on in your business, you're going to have more top of funnel activities. As you grow in your business, it's going to be balanced between the two. You want to make sure that we're never ignoring top of funnel because although that doesn't necessarily drive directly to sales, as you heard, we work backwards and that top of funnel driving awareness and attraction to your business and to your content is going to give you traffic, which will eventually lead to transactions, which is what leads to sales. So if you guys have questions about this, I could talk about this all day long. And in fact, we are going to be hosting a masterclass all about setting intentional business goals and how that goes hand in hand with a marketing strategy that you can implement with any size team and any budget on May 16th, there will be the live uh, masterclass. So I will have the link in the show notes to register if you are interested in diving into this more. And on that live masterclass, we will be able to answer specific questions about your business. We'll talk specifically about those four pieces of um, the sales equation, how they relate back to the marketing funnel, and what content strategies or marketing strategies you can employ, whether you're a service-based business or a product-based business, to help you really get from point A to point B now that you've defined what that point B actually looks like and what your benchmark is and what your goals are. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope this was helpful for you and be sure to connect with me on Instagram and don't hesitate to send me a DM if you have more questions. And I look forward to seeing you in that masterclass on May 16th. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Consistency Corner podcast. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at Consistency Corner for more marketing made easy mindset tips and behind the scenes of working mom life. If today's podcast was helpful, I'd love it if you would leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share a screenshot and tag me in stories so I can cheer you on and learn more about how to support you in building a brand that truly